Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the first responder podcast. Join your host, Mike the Podfather, and Jersey Ed as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders, from physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance. We leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the first responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Hey, welcome everybody. Friends in recovery answering the call. I'm Mike the Podfather. And I'm Jersey Ed. And we have our producer extraordinaire. We have our producer extraordinaire. Yes. Sweet Sweets. I'm here with you <laughs> guys. Sweet uh, Sweets, good to have you. Yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, good to be me. here, Ed. Good to, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mike. We're taking on a new endeavor, I guess. Uh, huh? I like this new endeavor. I know, I know. Hey, anything we can do to help anybody that's doing any type of work in law enforcement, firefighting, any type of work. Any first responders out there who are listening, we're here to help. Um, you know, the show is going to be a little bit about everything um, from divorce to uh, substance abuse to mental health. That hard, hard subject suicide that's um, rag- ravaging the uh, the community of our, our first responders yep, now. It's, a, it's an epidemic right now uh, uh, in Massachusetts. Right now, the um, the the highest number of deaths for police officers, correctional officers, is uh, higher than it's ever been. It's really been considered an epidemic. Yeah, it's sad. It's it's tough. So we're going to touch on all this and and more. There's you know uh, financial, um, you know even eating habits. I'm sure Mike, you were a cop, and your eating habits probably weren't the greatest horrible, when you're on the road. So since I've been retired, I've lost 32 pounds. Um, and you know, I, I people look at me and they say, "Have you been sick?" I said, "No, I, I just actually eat healthy just now." Retired. <laughs> <laughs> I eat healthy and and uh, I'm really watching what I'm doing. I'm 65 years old. And I, I want to live to be 85. Absolutely, absolutely. The average life expectancy of a white police officer, firefighter, or, or EMS worker is 59 years old. Ugh. And those statistics don't come from me, Jersey. They come from the Department of Justice, the DOJ, and the FBI, which is really sinful. Yeah, it's 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 a tough career, and um, you know we applaud all you guys out there. You too, Mike, for for um, you know doing what you guys do for us. And we can't forget about the armed services either. The the veterans. Um, you were a veteran too, and Absolutely. Uh, you know so that's going to be included in this show. Um, we're going to do we're going to talk all right. about that. So right. and there you go again with the uh, with the high number of suicides, combat veterans. It's just it's it's staggering. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't be going on. We have politicians now that are fighting over stuff that is so irrelevant. Yeah. There's so much, 1%, actually right now less than 1% of, of males join the um, armed services in this country. 1%. Think of that. And, the, and this 1%, they're, they're dying at a rate of 35 a day. 35 suicides a day, armed services. Again, stats from the DOJ yeah, it's, it's and the tough. armed forces. You know, these, these young kids get into the armed forces and then they get... Uh, I don't want to say brainwash, but you know, Uncle Sam builds them up the way they want, and then when they get released from um, from active serve, duty, active sure. duty, there's no help for these guys. I mean, there is a VA hospital, there's all that, but that I don't know. I heard horror stories about right. VA hospitals. Well, I'll tell you, I have a very close friend, actually a relative, who's um, spent many many days in the uh, armed services. He was a pilot during the Vietnam War, and uh, he flew tankers and he he fueled jets. Smart kid. Think of that. Think of the, the 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 nerves of steel it takes to be flying at 500 miles an hour and fueling jets, and he got out of the service, um, and a short time later he ended up with having some serious mental health issues. Yeah. He's almost 70 years old, so he's been having these for 50 years. Yeah, it's it's not easy. So we're going to touch on all all kinds of topics. And the other thing too, um, 
Mike, is that we, we want to make sure that you guys are involved with it. You, the audience, you're listening, call us, email mm-hmm. us, um, let us know what the topics that you want to, you know, like listen, listen to. Um, we need speakers. Um, we'll have cops in here. We'll have firefighters in here. We'll have a little bit of everybody. Um, you know, I, I was I was talking to Mike before we went on. Um, just before that, we can. Um, we could pick a cop off the street and talk to him. This sure. this is a, or a firefighter or an EMS. There's always something going on in this field that it, it it's they you know they they need help some way some form or another. Divorce rates are huge amongst Through the uh, roof. Yeah, amongst correctional officers. You Number were a correctional one. officer, sure. right? Yep. And, and you know those. You remember those days. Number one in the country right now. Divorce mm-hmm. rates and suicide. Police officers. Are number two. They used to be number one. Correctional officers are number one. They're number one now. The studies they do, there's a, the latest study was done in 2017 by the Department of Justice, and it's a pretty good study. It has some really good stats in it. But unfortunately, they're very negative stats. I spoke to a woman tonight, actually a sweet's mom. She had been she had been to a funeral today for a police officer. That's right, yeah. And she works at a church. She She's retired. She volunteers. And she got emotional to tell me about it, and she apologized. I said, are you kidding me? As a retired police officer, somebody in the community is telling me what they just did to help out, and it made her emotional. You know what? Those are the type of people you forget when you're out there on the street because you don't deal with <laughs> you don't always deal with nice people. Usually you deal yeah. with people that don't like you. You know, a prior administration, not to get political, but the prior administration, I'm talking about Obama, Biden, um, Eric Holder. What happened in Ferguson, Missouri with that officer, Mike Wilson, what happened to him should have never happened at all to anybody. Mm-hmm. They, they, they considered, you know, uh, hands up, don't shoot. It was all it was all a farce. And since that day in Ferguson, Missouri, all right, four years ago, since that day, the rate of police officers being shot on duty has gone up 85%. Well, because they're afraid to draw their guns. They're afraid to, they're, you know, listen, you pull your gun out, you got to answer to it. I mean, I'm, I was never a cop, or, but just hearing some of the stories from you and, and nowadays, some, a lot of cops that I know, uh, you know, these guys, their hands are almost tied when they're, when they're doing this job, you know? Right. Well, you know, you say you were never a cop, but I'll say this, and, and not to blow smoke up your ass, but uh, I've been working with you now for eight years, and we've done a lot of good things, and we, we've helped a lot of people. And you know, probably you probably know more about law enforcement, firemen, EMS, and recovery than most people ever will. And you know, you 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 sacrifice your time, your effort to do stuff. You know, I mean, here we are. It's 9.45, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's a long day. Yeah. You flew up here to, to be here. so yeah. I was out in uh, Boise, Idaho today. Right. Um, I was at a first responders conference, and uh, there was uh, it, it was an excellent conf- conference. If, if you guys want to you know, attend a good conference out there, it's called the First Responders Conference. Look it up on Facebook or in the, uh, on, the, on the Internet or whatever. But um, I, I just want to say hello to Jackie and um, Sean. They put a wonderful, wonderful conference together. But one woman stood out. Um, uh, she she had to be in her early 30s, and I think her husband died a year ago. He shot himself on duty. Shot himself. Um, killed himself, and she told the story from beginning to end. I was sitting there crying. The whole room was crying. It was just it was right. just sad. It was so sad. And um, hopefully, maybe one day we'll have her on the show. Um, to get that story out because the officers don't need to die yeah you, you guys there's help out there there's things that you guys can do and hopefully this show will be a conduit for somebody listening maybe they'll say yeah you know what i heard there we can do something you know you don't have to go down that that dark hole you just don't you know certainly i belong to an organization called vav veterans assistant veterans and what we do is we raise money 
and we take that money and we find veterans that are homeless, that need appliances, that need mental health counseling, that aren't getting the, the proper counseling, they're waiting in line at these VA hospitals to see a doctor who's probably inundated, overloaded, not, not able to give them the proper care. And the monies we raise, you know, we, we, we give to these veterans and we help veterans. And I've seen many police officers and family members, I've been to funerals, I can't tell you how many where police officers have taken their own lives, and you see their children in the in the line at the wakes and yeah. it's it's heartbreaking yeah and and that was one of the things that she said that um about the kids that's what really got everybody they had two young kids and uh you know the, just the whole room was just you know you just you just don't realize what that would do you know you think you're going to be I, I know this is not a show about suicide, but you know this is this is just a commonplace. Unfortunately, we were just talking, um, you know, the the funeral today. Um, she said, you you know, you think when you you're going to put that gun to your head or, or you're going to take your life that it's it's going to be better without you. It's not. This poor woman lost her home. She lost right. everything. She th- those paychecks don't come in anymore. That's right. She was a stay at home mom. That's those right. paychecks don't come in anymore, and you lose everything. You lose sure. everything, you know, sure. so it's not better without you guys. We need you here. Get the help. And, and you know, there's suicide numbers. We can get those numbers for you guys. Give us a call. Um, you know, it, you don't have to live that that life. And, and you know, it, you're not the only one, you know. Right. And speaking of phone numbers, I have an office in Chumpsford, Massachusetts. Therapy services, 978-459-4884. And that's my office number, and I guarantee you, 24-7, you call that number, I will get back to you. You're seeking help. I'm, I'm the guy that will help you. Ed's the guy that will help you. Yeah, we, yeah. We're not we're not here to, to make a killing. We're not going to make any money doing this, but no. we're certainly going to help some people. We'll save lives, hopefully. Yeah, if, we yeah, save one life, if we save one life, Ed, we've done a good yeah. job, but I guarantee you we're going to save more than yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can get a hold of Genesis House. I mean, we are a substance abuse treatment center, but we will direct you to the mental health or whatever whatever information you need. And, and Sweets, you know all this stuff, too. You've been – I'm sure you've worked with some police officers in the past, or at least um, – first responders in the past and you know that mental health is not not the um, collateral damage oh, uh, you know yeah. within the family the community it's terrible it is it, it's it, it really really wreaks havoc but um and as and some of you've probably listened um to us before on another podcast um right. friends of recovery <laughs> friends podcast. of recovery the addiction podcast that's, right. that's <laughs> it <laughs> the addiction podcast. that's it that's it and we've been doing that for 14 months yeah yeah and uh, i think we've reached a lot of people and it, it's a it's a real pleasure to to have somebody email you or call you looking for help and um we've been fortunate enough to have a place like genesis us i've used them as a employee assistance professional i've sent dozen at least a dozen uh, officers i know good friends of mine yeah and firefighters and civilians and personal and, people and personal friends right personal pe- and family yeah. members and family i'll, members, I'll yeah. say i got nothing but great results yeah and uh you know the thing i like about genesis house it's not a conglomerate it's not it's not a uh you know there's seven of them there's one yeah and they have so many beds and they have a great staff you know melissa skyler taylor um, you know the rest of the names. Steven and Phil are our guy who does all the first responders. Right. Um, matter of fact, he'll be he'll be on one of the upcoming shows. We're going to interview him, and right. uh, he's going to tell us what he does down there for us in one of the upcoming shows. So, well, I'm sure certainly looking forward to going into the cooler months and um, being able to help people and be part of this podcast on a weekly basis. And uh, this was a great idea you come up with. It. Yeah, yeah, and then you were fortunate to to kind of figure this out and and take it to the next level and. Uh, you know, we, we expanded from 
the the addiction podcast to this podcast and mike and i talk all the time and and we know that the the, the need is out there for these right. for for you guys for for the first responders and we have so. a producer extraordinaire sweets is definitely somebody not only can set this up and and, and have a broad, a podcast and a broadcast but also he, he knows what it's about he yeah. knows what this yeah. is about and look what we're doing right now yeah. we set this up in in 15 15 minutes yeah 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 and and uh sweets you do interventions do. um you know you can you know, tell us a little bit about interventions, what that could do for the first responders, how that can get them out of, you know. Absolutely. I mean, in a future show, we can talk all about it. I know interventions are a tough thing for a lot of families to consider, but at the end of the day, you're stepping in to try to unstuck somebody or rescue somebody that, you know, maybe working at a job where they don't feel like there's a way out, they don't feel like they can take the time off, or they don't feel like they can step away from their job. But with the protection of FMLA and the support of their colleagues and their family, it is safe to take that time, and it is a good idea to take care of yourself so you can take care of the people you're out there protecting and the lives you're trying to save. Absolutely. Right. And we're not just talking about substance abuse. You'll do mental health um, um, Absolutely, interventions yeah. and everything. Because when you think of interventions, what do you think of? You think of substance abuse. Of course. But there are mental health interventions, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if, you know, if, you, if you know somebody that's, that's having a problem and, right. and they might be thinking about taking their own lives or there's signs out there. I mean, there's just stress interventions. I mean, yeah. you think of the stress of a first responder. I mean, even if you're not using substances if you're if you're not taking care of yourself then it's hard for you to do your job you know and sometimes it takes the love and support of family and colleagues to step in and say hey listen man burnout's a real thing Mm -hmm. uh you know it's time to take a break go get go get realigned you know check on your mental health deal with your trauma so you can come back and be the best person you can be well and and mike um you said it earlier um you know you don't deal with the best of people. Uh, first responders don't, especially cops, don't deal with the best right. people. Corrections officers definitely don't deal with the exactly. best of people. Exactly. Um, so there is stress in it. And sometimes I couldn't imagine just, you know, like how many times did you not want to go to work because you know the same old Certainly. bullshit was going to happen, That's right? right? And, you know, they say depression is the common cold of people in law enforcement. And, you know, being depressed, having suicide ideation, thoughts of suicide, it's a normal occurrence, believe me. If you're out there and if you're thinking about hurting yourself or killing yourself, just think of this. People that love you, your children, your sisters, your brothers, your moms, your dads, your significant others, male, female, it doesn't matter. They're, they are 35% more apt to do the exact same thing if you pull that trigger, if you hang yourself, if you kill yourself, because they're going to think about your actions and they're going to think, well, maybe... If they have suicide ideation, they might think, "Well, this is my destiny. I have to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, so, or I'm no good anymore. Or I don't, you know, I'm not a productive member of society. Listen, every one of you first responders out there, no matter what it is, you guys, um, I couldn't do it. I, I know I couldn't run into a fire. I couldn't strap a gun on and and go go, you know, take down the bad guys. You were talking earlier that uh, uh, Sweets is a big guy, and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Mike said there's times that I would have to go in by myself. And deal with a guy just as big or bigger than Sweets, right. and uh, and you know we you would have to handle the situation by yourself. You ain't a big guy, no, <laughs> but <I'm> not, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know you have to do that. I could not do that if if Sweets came over right now and kind of attacked me. I have to have to put you in front of me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the thing is, <laughs> which he wouldn't because he's I a would great not do guy. That. I would I not know. do that. He come over here and give me a kiss on the yeah. cheek. I think. <laughs> You, you learn you learn to be able to speak to people, you know, with mental health issues and concerns or violence, you know. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You do have tools. You have nowadays they have stun guns that we have pepper spray. We have you know collapsible clubs. You know, um, you don't want to use that. Nobody wants to club somebody or, or pepper spray them or or stun gun them. Or you know, the, the, the inevitably you don't ever want to shoot anybody. But 
this is what happens. You have you have a split second to make a decision. You might have gone to a car where there was a bad, a horrific accident, and the carnage of that accident you bring with you forever. You might have gone to a suicide, a young couple. I, I can remember vividly, 40 years ago, a young couple committed suicide together like a Romeo and Juliet huh. couple. And I can still tell you what that car smelled like, what the car looked like, what they had in the back seat, the clothes they had on. It just never went away. And, you know... These are the things that a lot of people wrestle with. And then you get veterans that have seen the real carnage where people are blown to mm-hmm. bits yep. and their, their colleagues and, and coworkers are uh, laying next to them in, in pieces, literally, yep. sometimes. And, you know, they got to come back and try to act like everything's fine, and yep. it's not. And it's good to talk to professionals. I work with four incredible women in my office, and I'm telling you, they are all gifted in everything they do, and I've learned so much from them. Yeah. And, you know, there are some good professionals. And you know what? We all need to talk to somebody sometime yeah. in our lives. I don't care whether you're a fireman, a police officer, a correctional officer, an EMS worker. You can be a nurse. You you can be a dental hygienist. Not, the 911 operators at this conference, they I, I had to walk out because I was. this is the second conference I attended. And, and they the first responders conferences are excellent. Um but when that 911 dispatcher came on, there was two girls up there, and um, the store, the just listening to these calls. I mean, think about it. they're they're on a phone talking to somebody, either listening to getting killed, beat, or whatever it was, right. and they have they have no power to do anything, you know. So we can't forget those those dispatchers too. Absolutely. They're you know, and and I'm Absolutely. sure you know you you knew some probably dispatchers that you know have probably heard some sure. some shit too, you know. Sure. When I got out of the army, when I went to work at the police station, I was a dispatcher, and you know you are helpless. And they are so well trained now. They deliver children over the phone. They 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 quell disturbances. They give people the right information. House house breaks in progress. People in your house stealing your your belongings. You're petrified. You're under the bed. You're in a closet. You got a dispatcher who's on the phone trying to get you help. They stay calm, collective. They they get the pertinent information, the right the right address, and everything else. And they're to be they really ought to be applauded because yeah. that's a tough job. Too. Yeah. That's a good point. Ed. Yeah, yeah. And and we can't forget all them. And and I'm sure we're leaving some. Some people listen. Even even the nurses in the emergency room, they're they're first responders too. Because these people, when the EM the EMSs are bringing them into the emergency room, sure. um, you know, we just heard a couple of helicopters a, a little bit earlier today, and I'm guessing it was a few because they went on for a while. And you know, those nurses are right there. They're 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 first responders too. So we even Absolutely. encourage the nurses and the doctors that are, are stitching these people or or trying to get these people to just to stay alive, take another breath until right. their body can you know get it going again. You know, so we, it's, it, it goes all the way down the line, you know. Well, you can contact us anytime, 978-459-4884. That's Mike the Podfather at uh, Mike Miles at 978-459-4884. And, of course, Genesis House, you know, the, the, the scrolls across the screen. We had it scrolling across the screen, right? And uh, and the, the 800 number is always in there, too, 800-737-0933. Pick the phone up. It doesn't matter if, if, you know, whatever you're having, if you're having a problem with gambling, whatever it is, call us. You know, that that's what this show is about. That's, that's what right. we're that's what we're looking for. We're looking to help whatever the problem might be to fix it so you can move on. And and you can move on. You it, you just don't have to stay stuck where you are. I always I always hear I'm you know, stay stuck. It it it, it you don't have to. It, it's right. it's just it's just something that you got to work through and there there are professionals that that can definitely work through that. But I think we're going to take a break here. And um, I think when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about what you've done in the past and, and what, what I've done just to introduce ourselves a little bit, why, why we're here talking and, and what, what, why, why they should listen. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll be right back. 
Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. The first responder recovery program at Genesis House is led by a doctorate-level therapist with direct professional experience as a first responder himself. Treatment modalities focus on psychiatric care, relapse prevention, stress management, and trauma-informed care for PTSD. Learn why their individualized approach makes a difference for first responders. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey, welcome back, Friends in Recovery. Answering the call. I'm Mike, the podfather. And I'm uh, Jersey Ed. I guess that's me. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> and we have Sweets as our, uh, he's our producer and uh, producer extraordinaire. Is that what she's? That's what I said. I'll take that label. <laughs> that's right. It's a great label. And can I add this in a little bit? We are via satellite, right? Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. No, come, coming at you live. <laughs> well, um, I think before we the break, we were going to talk about um, kind of what we do and what, kind of what brought us here, but um, answering the call is just the next best thing. I think that would just fall right into, um, you know, our podcast series and, and, and kind of what you do, um, Mike, as far as a first responder. Sure. And, uh, you know, I know some of the audience knows who we are, but I think we should get to know you and myself a little bit, maybe just take a little bit of time and kind of introduce who, sure. who, you know, who, who you are, like w- what qualifies you to be here, Mike? Yeah. I'm a clinical social worker who's had a private practice for 20 years, and I'm also a um, licensed alcohol drug counselor. Um, I'm a 35-year veteran of the Lowell Police Department, Lowell, Massachusetts. I uh, spent 35 years as a police officer, 28 on patrol, 4 to 12 shift in a cruiser, and 8 years as the employee assistance professional. Prior to that, I was a correctional officer for 14 months. I worked the tiers, and prior to that, I spent 3 years in the United States Army. I was a military police officer, and I spent some time over in Germany and stateside and... uh, I don't know. Most of my life, I've been involved in law enforcement. I'm 65 years old now. I retired four years ago from the police department. Um, I'm very fortunate. I went back in my 40s and got my degree to to do what I do with clinical social work. I got a master's in social work and human behavior, and I'm also a uh, licensed alcohol drug counselor in two states, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. My hometown is so close to New Hampshire, I figured that would be a good idea. Um, That's about it. I I help a lot of people. I have a a variety of clients. I also have a, um, a, I guess it would be a contract with the uh, Archdiocese of Boston. And for the last 19 years, I've worked with victims of sex abuse from the 70s and 80s. And um, they're mostly older men now. And um, so I've been very fortunate to uh, see people from all walks of life. And it's um, what I do. And yeah, well, you're, you're a, a very um, people person. You like helping people. And, this, and that, that, I think, was the next kind of best thing for you to do once you either retired or you know as your secondary job mm-hmm. um let me ask you mike did you uh, come from a, a line of um of of uh, of first responders or police officers no no my dad worked at a uh, plant called raytheon in um lowell and my mom did as well and um i grew up in a in a very apathetic home my older brother my brother david who um passed away in 94 at the age of 50 was what they called back in the day mentally retarded. Um, today they would say that he was special needs. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I have three sisters, and 
I don't know. I just grew up wanting to to be what I became. I, I, I never dreamt of being a cop or anything, but once I got in the Army and was a police officer in the Army, I knew then that it's probably a career I was going to pursue. Did you ever think you were going to be the podfather someday? Some I never time? thought I'd be the podfather. <laughs> Come on now, huh? <laughs> well, you're, you're excellent as the podfather. That so. label is uh, something I really enjoy doing and well, giving back. Yeah. Tell, tell us about you, Ed. You, uh, you, you got quite a history yourself. Well, yeah, I, I, I do. I do. Well, what, what really brought me here was um, my, uh, my addiction. That's, mm-hmm. why, that's why we're sitting here today. And um, we were just talking earlier um, about a million dollars, and uh, everybody's shaking their head. <laughs> um, if somebody dropped a million dollars in a wheelbarrow right here and said, would you drink once for that? And the answer is absolutely not. I would not. I would, would not give this life up that I have right now um, for any amount of money. Um, you know, I would never want that life back. I would never want um, to, to, to be in those shoes, um, you know, all those years ago, cause I couldn't imagine where I would be today and what I would be doing, you know? Correct. Um, but, uh, my, my, my brush, well, I always had a brush with the law <laughs> cause I always had a pocket full of cocaine and, and, you know, when you're on, when you're driving around or you're, you're in your house or you can be locked in a little room, you always think the cops are there watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching you, you know? And, uh, but, um, but my my quick little story about being I always wanted to be a police officer I always did um, I I just don't have the makeup to be uh, a, a, to to have become a police officer um, but I think the next best thing was to you know to help the first responders out and I was blessed to take a job with Genesis House and be in that position to do this you certainly and, have and um, you've lived up to that yeah and and you know we we have to we, you know I give I give and and I help and I do what I have to do. Um, to, to help the first responders and yeah I, I do help civilians too but I, I am drawn to the first responders and in particular cops I work very quite well with the cops and and correction corrections officers um, but my quick little story was uh, and I told told this on other other podcasts but uh, for the, for you guys who maybe didn't hear it um, I was 18 years old I couldn't wait to I turn 18 I was a full-blown fucking drunk and a cocaine addict and um I uh, the the probably the day after I turned eighteen, I went down to the Cerebral Fire Department, drunk, drove there because I'm thinking, hey, that's what that's what firefighters do. They drink and you know and put out fires and drink again after they put out a fire. So I ended up going, you know, going to the fire department, drove there, sat and interviewed with um with two guys, and uh, I started talking to them and they interviewed me and and the one guy said, um, were you drinking? And I said, yeah, I was. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a badge and honor, man. This guy was, you know, I'm I'm in. He goes, well, how are you going to get home? I said, I'm just going to jump in the car and only live two miles down the road. And uh, he said, no, you're not. He goes, I said, oh, okay, why? He goes, well, I'm a police officer. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't drive, needless to say, I didn't drive home that day. And I was like... You know what? Maybe I shouldn't be a firefighter because they don't fucking drink all the time, I guess. So that's my kind of quick little uh, story about you know at least doing something with with um, the first responders. And then needless to say, I was I, I got sober at 28, but um, 10 years I had to you know take my hard knocks. Um, everybody said you know what what school did you go to? And I always said a school of hard knocks. Yeah, and uh, I got a lot of a lot of good education. Unfortunately, um, or, or fortunately, I should say that I'm able to um, you know share my my uh, experience, strengths, and hope hopes, and some of my bad stuff too um, for people who are out there that might have Absolutely. you know. But again, this podcast is not just about substance abuse and it's it's about a little bit of everything but i just wanted to share my little bit of background 
uh, of everything. I, I have uh, my dad was actually um, in the army and he was in the reserves also. Um, but I just had no desire at, at all to 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 do any of that. Um, the only desire I had was to figure out where I'm getting my next drink and see where I can pick up my next eight ball of cocaine. That was that was my life from probably about 18 to almost 28 years old. Um, and in between there, I got sprinkled in, a, you know, four kids and um, a couple wives. And uh, I was fortunate to meet uh, my current wife, Stacy. Um, and when her daughter was two years old, th- two or three years old, and now she's 18 and we raised a beautiful daughter together. So I really do have a great life now. And again, that pile of money would do nothing for me today if somebody said, you know, um, as far as that goes. And uh, Sweets, you want to give us a little bit about you? I mean, they, they got to learn everybody. So, you know, you're, you're behind the camera, but we still need to hear about you. So, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I'm a person in recovery myself, uh, about 42 years old right now. About to be 43 in, in a week, hopefully. Young All goes kids. well. Young kids, yeah, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got my own experience with addiction. And, you know, I've got my own experience with first responders. Uh, you know, they responded to me quite a bit. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's it was tough for me. I think it was tough uh, um, trying to find a way to get sober. Uh, I didn't I didn't have a career that I was trying to get back to or salvage. I was lost. And, you know, so I, I look at a lot of the people that... You know, doing interventions now, I'm stepping into people's lives that have, uh, you know, a career they're trying to salvage. You know, as you're you're talking about first responders, uh, nurses, doctors, uh, police officers, firemen. You know, these are people who have a career and their substance use, mental health, or whatnot might be tied to that. And you know, for me, I was just I was lost roaming around, and my addiction took me to a lot of dark places. And uh, as you said, the school of hard knocks. I like to say I graduated. Yep. You know, I made it oh, out. Yeah. We did, and yeah. uh, luckily, but. It's uh, it's definitely taught me a lot, and it's given me a lot of empathy. You know, you were talking earlier, uh, Mike, about being able to connect with people, and I think Ed, you were talking about Mike's ability to do so. My the only reason I can do that is because of my personal experience. And you know, you're talking about answering the call. Who better to answer the call than somebody that's been there? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. to be able to talk to a a colleague or a peer, uh, somebody that um, you know can say I understand and actually understands is it's huge mm-hmm. you know and I, I'm, I'm grateful for guys like yourselves that are willing to answer that call for these folks yeah, yeah. well I gotta say it's really nice uh, hearing you say that uh, I'm just getting to know, <clears throat> just getting to know sweets and uh, you know it's 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 been a good experience um well then I gotta tell you I'm looking forward to doing this podcast Absolutely. I, um, I know we're gonna help a lot of people uh, my phone number is 978-459-4884 and you can call me 24/7 and uh, Genesis House is 800-737-0933. And again, you know, this podcast is about everything and anything that a first responder goes through. And, um, you know, that that's why we're here. And uh, hopefully we'll have plenty of episodes to um, kind of get that. And again, if, if you have any topics, any subjects, um, you can email us at help at friends and recovery podcast.com and or visit or we have a like beginning of the show we have a, a Facebook page um, you know uh, the friends in recovery um, just just Google friends in recovery and you'll you'll get get a hold of our Facebook page send us a, a, an email through there um, give us a call sweets how can I get a hold of you uh, how can they get a hold of you just in case they want to do an intervention or sure, talk yeah. to you about that you, you know let's so Bay let's, State recovery services is our company mm-hmm. our 800, 800 number is 1-800-270-2302 our website is baystaterecovery.com and there's a lot of information there for families uh, that have a loved one that might be struggling with this issue and you know they're looking for help or guidance on how to approach them or talk to them 
because uh, it's not always the individual reaching out. Sometimes it is the family. So if we can help, please let us know. Absolutely. Super. Oh. And, and we, well, we always did you want to explain one thing. You're always hearing us giving out phone numbers because it's really important for you guys to connect with with us, no matter what it is. And you're going to hear these phone numbers. We're going to have other phone numbers, suicide hotline numbers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, um, you know, divorced, whatever it is. We're going to have these phone numbers available for you. And just listen to these phone numbers. Yep. And if you need it, call us. Or if you if you if you missed the number, replay the show or get back to it and, and just get that number and reach out, right? Is that, well, that's the best way to reach out. We're going to have all these phone numbers in the details. So if okay, you're watching good. this on YouTube, just click details below, more information, and you'll find those phone numbers. Okay. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, it will be in the details of the podcast. So good. please click for more information and it will be in there. There'll be clickable links and 800 numbers and all the contact numbers you need to reach, uh, whether it's uh, Jersey Ed or uh, Mike, uh, the podfather, you'll be able to get a hold of those folks. And um, you can find on Facebook, they'll be on the post as well. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Yep. Stay safe, everybody. That concludes this episode of Answering the Call, the First Responder Podcast. Thanks to Genesis House for sponsoring the show and supporting our first responders who are struggling with addiction and mental health. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates. If you are interested in becoming a guest on the show, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com.